Lord God, we thank you for forever. You're that great treasure in both places. We give you praise for giving us yourself the gift of your son. Thank you for that great treasure. It's in his name that we pray, that we praise, that we give you thanks. And all God's people said, amen, amen. You may be seated. His grace is sufficient. His grace is enough. His amazing grace. I know many of you, you like me, have a hero, and his name's Jesus. And I'm amazed by his life. How how he always seemed to know what to do. His was a life with a laser lock on its purpose. And yet at the same time, he was sensitive to every prompting of the Father. I do nothing unless I see my Father doing it. What an amazing life. You know, and, and sometimes I just set that aside as a category all to itself. Well, that was the divine human. That was the Son of God, right? But so much of my life, I'm called in the same way. I've been given a purpose. I am an ambassador of God. And wherever that takes me, wherever his calling calls, his grace is promised to be sufficient. It's not just an intentional life that we live. It's an attended life that we live. We can expect to find him all along the path. And so Jesus didn't just go with the flow of things. He followed the Father in things. And that meant sometimes when the crowd took a left, he stayed on the path. I've often wondered, you know, Jesus calls us to be fisher of men. I've always thought of that as because we have something to learn from being a fisher. But I also wonder if if Jesus wasn't also saying, you people are sometimes like fish. Have, Have you ever seen the way fish move? You know, those underwater shots where a whole school of fish seem to almost have one mind and whoosh, they just whoosh. They just turn together. Have you, have you seen those kind of? It just, it's beautiful. It's a little crazy. I hope we're smarter than a fish. I, I, I hope that when, when God calls, that that sometimes we break out of the flow. I found myself just doing things in the flow of humanity all the time without even really thinking about it. I was coming to church this morning. The car started to pull over to the side. And I thought, what's this? And I started to pull over to the side. You know, I didn't want to be left. And sure enough, right over the hill comes the lights, you know, and they're just going by. And the lights go by and we all pull out from the curb and go, fish. (laughs) I was doing my fish thing. But I look at the life of Jesus. He knew his calling. He knew his compass setting. I have come to destroy the works of the devil. And he walks into Nain, and out comes one of the works of the devil, death. And it seized a woman's son, and he's being carried to his burial. And everyone else pulls over and stops in respect. Jesus stops the funeral. He gets right in the way. Put him down. And he looks to the mother says, woman, don't cry. It's the compassion of his heart for her, along with that compass setting, 
here's one of those God moments, and they set him down, and Jesus calls the boy forth. Not only did he give him back life, if he was just wanting to give us a sign of who he was as a Savior, he could have stopped there. But he shows us even more of the Father's heart. He takes the Son, and he gives the Son back to his mother. Jesus came to rescue us, to set us free from being slaves to conforming to this world. He wants us to break out according to that purpose by which we're called, but looking for the promptings of the Father all along the way on that path, waiting for His grace to be sufficient. So today, when you come forward to take of this grace, remember your compass setting. Remember who you are. That intentionality is part of being a Christian, but don't stop there. If you're walking out that intention, expect that grace to be yours along the path as well. Expect the promptings to come. Expect, according to that purpose, to step out and do something bold and unexpected. If he's our hero, let's be like him. On the night that he gave himself up for us, Jesus took bread. And he gave thanks to you, our Father. He broke the bread. And he gave it to his disciples. He said, take and eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, after supper, Jesus took the cup. And he gave thanks to you, our Father. And he gave it to his disciples. And he said, take and drink from this, all of you. For this is the cup of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, Lord God, it's in remembering you that we do these things. And as we do, Lord God, would you pour out your Holy Spirit not just on these gifts of juice and bread, but upon us, your people, that we might be animated by your heart that we might walk according to your purpose and be sensitive to your promptings. Your grace is sufficient. We drink deep of it now, but we pray the taste of it will linger for us. That the feeding by your Spirit could happen at any moment, as well as the pouring out. We ask it in the name of your Son, our Savior who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Come to a feast of his grace.